and welcome to the Simmons and Simmons 10-minute briefing on the key Brexit and regulatory updates we are seeing in the Grand Duchy of Luxembourg. My name is David van Gever, Managing Associate in the Luxembourg office. I will be interviewing Catherine Kohlberg-Muller, our regulatory expert, so that we can get her insights on Brexit and other regulatory updates she's seen. Hi, David. Hi, everyone. Hi, Catherine. I prepared a few um, that our audience would be keen on having a response to. The first one is, how do you see UK firms preparing for a post-Brexit access? That's a, a really interesting question. It varies quite a lot depending on the type of firm and the business. We've seen a big increase when it comes to asset management space and the Luxembourg insurance industry has also been given a boost as a result of this. Some institutions have made Luxembourg their EU hub, whilst others are looking at what activities trigger a license requirement and are aiming at continuing to provide services from the UK post-Brexit. And here it's really important to consider the types of services and products you're dealing with and more client. We're helping our clients navigate this and are working with them to determine if they need a license to continue to do business. And the rules in Luxembourg vary a lot depending on the type of service you're providing how you're providing it and who you're providing it to. The CSSF is and it's clear that there's a real focus on protecting retail clients. Uh, you'll all have heard of the CSSF circulars on providing services on a cross-border basis following the implementation of MIFID II into Luxembourg law. And these provide third country firms can provide MIFID services in Luxembourg to professional clients or eligible counterparties without needing a Luxembourg license. Uh, in July this year, the CSF published another circular on this, and this was a much awaited and was unfortunately delayed also due to COVID. And with this circular, we finally got some clarity, um, and the clarity the market was looking for, about the trigger for needing a license. And the CSF confirmed that providing services in Luxembourg, providing them on the Luxembourg territory, and although these are not terms used by the regulator, uh, it did allow us to make a distinction between reach-in and fly-in activities. On the same day, uh, the CSF published its list of equipment. And uh, whilst we're waiting for ESMA, the CSSF has been giving the power to create what we call the national equivalence regime. So what this means is that the CSSF is looking at the applicable legislation in third countries and assessing whether or not they're standard to be considered equivalent to what we have in Luxembourg. So if a firm is from such a country, it can be allowed to provide services in Luxembourg on a cross-border basis without the need for a license in Luxembourg. All you yeah. need is fill in a quite simple form. Excuse me, Catherine, for interrupting you. Um, we've heard about that, but to our knowledge, the UK wasn't on that list, was it? <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. To much to many people's disappointment, the UK was is not on this list. And is that expected to be happening anytime soon, or is there any update on that? I think if it were up to the CSSF, definitely. Um, but it's not as simple as that. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, so everyone's been waiting to see what happens um, and what the European Commission says. And of course, this is picking up speed. So I'm sure we can expect some movement on this very soon. Okay, that is, that is very interesting. And it seems that there's still quite a get to a 
result pleasing for, for all parties involved. Um, I have a second question for you, um, and, and mainly on um, how local clients of UK firms are dealing with their service continuation. In the same way as the other way around, really, uh, there's been a lot of uncertainty on this topic. And again, it's really all uh, due to, to the political aspects. And uh, everyone, including the Luxembourg regulator, is, is very keen on disrupting business as well. Plus, of course, ensuring that uh, everyone's complying with the applicable rules and the, the customers at the end of the day receive the, the protection that they need. Okay. In addition to all of that, are there any legislative developments that are in the pipe for, for Luxembourg? Anything particular that needs to be mentioned? I think it's uh, the same on the agenda across uh, the other member states. Uh, there's not such something specific which is uh, different in Luxembourg, I think. This year there's been a lot of noise uh, around AML and, and cybersecurity, also as a result of COVID, of course. And um, I have been told that we can expect some, some more guidelines on outsourcing, which will also be, uh, be really interesting. I think COVID also uh, led to a lot of real practical questions um, about remote working and IT setup and, uh, and how all these things are, are meant to, to work. You know that in Luxembourg, we, we have a very international workforce and actually live in the neighboring countries and, and travel to Luxembourg. Um, to, to work here, but during COVID that has proven quite difficult. So there's been a lot of questions around that as well. So I think uh, that's something that uh, there will be a bit of focus on to make sure that every... Yeah, in, in light of all these unforeseen circumstances, is the Luxembourg regulator prioritizing any particular teams? Um, I would say uh, we're seeing a shift towards a more electric of communicating with the regulator uh, with web-based platforms and we're moving away from this historic paper and post method. Um, the CSSF also completely uh, redid their website and um, this is to stay on the technological developments really and um, so, so that's something which is uh, which is quite key. Um, what else? Uh, obviously, like in, in many other countries, ESG is a topic that uh, you can't avoid. Uh, you'll encounter it all over the place. And um, we're seeing a lot of people sort of trying to embrace it um, and, and analyzing how it affects their business and their institutions and what it is that they need to do to uh, what is coming in, in that space. Um, and L Lately, Lux has also been mentioned in uh, in the press quite a lot as being the number one financial centre. So I think surely there'll be a focus on on maintaining that. Um, it has always been good at innovating and being flexible. So I think it's important to keep that alive uh, whilst the regulatory burden is becoming heavier. Thank you, Catherine. That that is quite a, a positive and interesting take. Um, work. Um, Thank you very much for your insights um, and to the audience, thank you very much for joining this podcast. If you have any questions on any of the Luxembourg topics that have been discussed today, please do not hesitate to get in touch with us. Thank you very much.